gentlemen, the Roadhouse is proud to welcome the Nine Inch Nails. Hey everybody, I'm the Trent Reznor. With me here tonight is my wife, the Mara Queen Mondig. Nuh-uh, I'm Claire Dickerson. I'm Shia Carey. And you're listening to Trent Talk. Your Halo by Halo guide to America's greatest treasure. Trent Reznor. That's right, back from the ashes. Unbidden, unexpected, unannounced, and perhaps unanticipated. Oh. We're back. Oh, okay. you're talking about us. I thought you were talking about Nine Inch Nails. Uh, it actually it works, it works <laughs> both ways because today we're going to be discussing one of the most delightful surprises. <laughs> the actual events that took place yes. called Not the Actual Events, which is Halo 29. It came out in 2016. Yes, as we all know, Trent Reznor said he was going to be releasing new Nine Inch Nails material in 2016. And then in like at December 31st at 11.59 <laughs> p.m., he fucking released five songs, which are... I find to be quite well, good. Well, he actually released one song, uh, and then the EP followed, right? I thought it was just one. Yeah, it was December 23rd. Right, and the physical component was available for sale. Yeah. And uh, this is the first release that sees Trent Reznor with a second official bandmate. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. I'm talking about... Atticus Ross. Bingo! Boing, 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 boing. Who we don't have a cute nickname for. Um, let's see. Atticus. Atticus. Attica. Atticus, that boy square on the lips. Uh, no. I just, like, tapped into my bim bam. Give me Moss Ross, baby. Wow. Uh, Do you like it? I love it. I got it at Atticus Ross. I want some Moss Ross of it. I like some Ross and beans. This is bad. (laughs) Okay. This is not good. (laughs) This is bad content. <laughs> so what you're listening to in the background here. Um, uh, we'll actually come back to this. Let's do the album in order. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, but what you're listening to is their appearance on Twin Peaks. Bingo. And it was uh, adorable. Trent Reznor is adorable. He was featured playing at the uh, iconic Roadhouse, yeah. which is like sort of a, a crossroads where supernatural... A crossroads in Twin Peaks where supernatural events tend to unfold. It's like this liminal space in between reality and fiction. Yeah. And the Nine Inch Nails. I don't know if there was a legal reason they had to be I credited know. as I the think, Nine Inch Nails. I think it's just like David Lynch being weird. Yeah, maybe. You know? um, so yeah, let's turn this down. So let's get into it. Not the actual events is raw, it's rowdy, and it's really, it's, it's a challenging, imposing record. Okay. Your thoughts? I just think it's good. It is quite good. So without further ado. This is Branches Bones. Still can make out pieces with the open so Okay. So this is classic. Trent Reznor, classic Nine Inch Nails. It's getting there. Once it once it hits the full steam, it is pure broken. Yeah. It is it is rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. I just want to get as soon as it kind of kicks up. Do not 
not adjust your headphones. Trent Reznor's back, baby. <laughs> Honestly, when I heard this, it was like it was a total nostalgia trip because this is the loud, in-your-face, like sawtooth, ragged edge, Nine Inch Nails that I I really enjoy. Yeah. Well, this wasn't even the first song that we heard. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt the same way. So thematically, it's it kind of reminds me that he's like. I mean, he talks, with, uh, I don't remember the line, but he talks about like some black empty space and it made me think of Into the Void. Mm. Um, but I think it's also interesting how like here, hold on. Oh wait, not here, but at the end of the chorus, um, it cuts off. It's like very chaotic and I kind of like that. And it's very like it's gradually, very downward spirally. Yeah, it's, it's, uh total sadism that that song cuts out at like a minute 40 because like when we see him live in like two weeks i yeah. i want him i want him to play that for about an hour right. i would like that yeah yeah that song clocks in at a minute and 47 seconds and there's still so much to unpack we're just left here it just the, the album charges on yeah. without us it's like oh sorry but that's that, like the chaos of it i really like that a lot yeah it's like coitus interruptus uh what <laughs> it's like pulling out. Okay. <laughs> so, but you're right. There's the lyrics are it, uh, in this whole EP are. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, very yeah. like visceral and and abstract at the same time. I just want to really find really quick. I can even edit this bit out really quick. Um. Oh yeah. Cold and black and infinite and nothing left to lose. That just reminded me a little bit of Into the Void. Um. Let's move on. So the next song is called Dear World. Okay, before we move on, one last thing. Okay. So I'm looking at the official lyrics, and I never heard this. So one thing I really liked is when Trent Reznor uses, like, concrete imagery. It's not just sort of, like, feelings. It's like he's actually talking about things, nouns. I like nouns in a Trent Reznor song. Yeah. Uh, and he says, spiders crawling everywhere. It's like, cool, we don't always get spiders. Sometimes it's it's just feels. Yeah. Oh, that was Oliver. Hold on. <laughs> DJ Olive. DJ Olive in the house. <laughs> yeah. But the full line spiders. is... Spiders! The full line is, spiders crawling everywhere, infected Japanese. I'm looking at it. I I'm know. looking at it, and it says what? infected Japanese. What the fuck? You can tell all your friends you're just a tourist, but you can't understand what they've planned until you try to leave. So he's... It's this... It's like a, a horror movie scenario... Or something. You're at like a hostel. Weird. I don't, I don't know. No. I do have. I do have a full encompassing theory of this entire album. Okay. Which uh, let's get into the next song, and then I'll I'll lay it on you. Okay. And this song now is Dear World. Yes. Everyone seems to be asleep. So this one's really interesting. It's it's unlike a lot of. It, it, his influences sort of bounce in each track. Each track is like a different concept. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, Branches Bones was just like hardcore rock and roll, mm -hmm. industrial, goth, Nine Inch Nails. And then it, 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 was, it rocked so hard it put us all to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> we rocked around the clock tonight and now <laughs> everyone seems to be asleep. That's a relevant reference. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this has like sort of, it's like this weird bubbly trance-like synth soundscape that he creates. Kind of Brian Eno, you know, very atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I started thinking about it, and um, what really clued me into this theory is uh, the cover art. So, okay. 
come with come with me if you will on a journey of discovery so not the actual events has a really distinctive aesthetic it's really creepy yeah. right it's really yeah, yeah. creepy and what i think he's sort of thinking about is like it has this true crime aesthetic which i think you might particularly enjoy because like so it's not the actual events right so it's talking about like documents and records of who was where at what time you know sort of sort of forensics yeah you know and then also the cover art had like um Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor with their eyes scratched out. So uh-huh. it's like censored. It's like sensitive information. Yeah. And then it had the the um, physical component, which was like this dangerous like um, document that you had to like open and like sign a liability letter. And it's yeah. like you're you're not supposed to see this. You're doing this at your own risk. Okay. So like it has this this vibe where it's like you're a witness to something that you shouldn't be seeing. Right. Okay. okay. So what I think it is. What I think this album is okay. is an alternate timeline oh. where the protagonist of Downward Spiral decided to turn his self-destructive tendencies uh-huh. outside into yeah. the world. So instead of killing himself, as he was thinking about doing through the whole album of yeah, Downward yeah, Spiral, yeah, yeah, yeah. he becomes a killer. That makes sense. Yeah, this whole uh, album is about him becoming a murderer. That actually ties into a lot of the notes that I took. Okay. Bing. Well, not so much for this song. Um... Let me look at some of the lyrics, though. So, I mean, what I like about it is, well, to fit it cookie cutter like into my theory, is it's Dear World, comma. Uh-huh. So it's like a manifesto of him like c- gathering his thoughts as like this disaffected, maladjusted um, sociopath. Right. And it has this really robotic voice to it. Everyone. Yeah. Let's let's listen to it. <laughs> So it's 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 trancy and uh, yeah, there's there's that whole because it it whispers and it does the thing that um, what is the song I like so much? Ruiner. It has that kind of a vibe to it. Uh, but the chorus, I'm locked inside here. I have to stay with people who aren't here all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Voices in his this. head. Well, it's it's echoplex. Oh yeah. My voice just echoes off these walls. Yeah. It has kind of a similar drum beat, sort of the, the bouncy airiness of yeah. the drums, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dear world, I can hardly recognize you anymore. Yet I remain certain there is an answer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, I honestly believe that fucking theory because every other song yeah. fits, fits the fuck in. Yeah. Sorry, did I, use, did I use a bad word? I just want to listen to it, too. Everyone seems to be asleep. And now we have She's Gone, which is my favorite song on the fucking album. Played live for the first time on the Twin Peaks at the Roadhouse. Well, it oh. wasn't live, though. It, was hey. it wasn't live. <laughs> but they look real cute. Oh, man. I love this song. Just waiting for it to kick in. Looking at Rap Genius, I wasn't looking at Ninwiki. 
So my theory that this is the follow-up to Reptile actually holds up. It totally does. Yeah, because she's the she in Reptile. Mm-hmm. Um, like spread the infection where you spill your seed. Yeah. Shakespeare's Dark Lady. I'm, I'm very smart. Wow, you just read a Shakespeare book the other night. You're such a genius. <laughs> Do you have more? Well, I, I mean, feel I've like you look like you want to talk, so go ahead. I always want to talk, I know. though. So this is this is the heart of the album, I feel like. This is like the killer at his most his most introspective and twisted and like this is his origin, I think, where he, he crosses the threshold from like just you know, just maladjusted young person yeah. to a blood crazed outlaw. This let's is this the, is the song that changes it. Let's hear the chorus. love that laugh. It's so good. I love it. I love everything about this song. When I first heard it, I thought I would hate it. Like, I thought I would hate the like Tom Waits shit, but took, I love it. It took a few listens. It really uh, it grew on me. I love, like, it's just like that bass line that reminds you of Reptile. It's very Reptile. Mm. Um, I mean, it doesn't have, like, the mechanic sounds, but, like, oh, it's just so good. It's, yeah. And I like how big the room sounds, like the, yeah. the, the echoes you're hearing. You're in this, like, tormented, empty space. But, yeah, it's, you're hearing this intense demonic voice saying, she's gone away. So those are, like, his inner demons have come out. They're fully expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. And he has this, like, satanic, hellish howl, which yeah. is, like, unlike anything we've ever heard on any Nine Inch Nails record ever. It's extremely good. It's so, so good. But I have a few bits. Oh. It sounds a bit like... Have you ever heard a baby crying in slow motion? Uh... For real, though. That sound, like, was alarming to Oliver. <laughs> he, like, peeked A lot of sounds off. are. A lot of sounds are. <laughs> he's so cute. Look at him. He's so handsome. Great audio content. Okay. So, I feel like... I mean, so when you hear she's gone, she's gone, she's gone away, it's like this weird construction. It's not a normal way that people would talk, right? Right. It's kind of like this weirdly formal way of speaking, like a rehearsed thing. But yeah, like he's also repeating it to himself. It's like this weird denial, you know. Well, haven't you ever seen like a, a TV show or a movie when somebody like kills somebody, they kind of mutter. They're just like, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. Exactly. Gone. See? Like it's not, yeah, it's not like rehearsing it to say to somebody else it's like repeated into their in their head welcome to my theory space you may you may live here i mean i was here immediately because i already knew about the reptile thing well i brought that i i mean i came up with the reptile thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Minwiki was like it's a reptile thing so there's Continue. a there's a line or a sequence in this song where he says a little mouth open up inside yeah i was watching on the day she died yeah we keep licking while the skin turns black. Yeah. Cut along the length, but you can't get the feeling back. She's gone, she's gone, she's gone. Wait. Yeah. So I think that's basically the protagonist gets a taste of violent crime. Like everyone, every serial killer has his first kill. Mm-hmm. And that that changes everything. It's like mm-hmm. it, it satisfies this weird hunger that he never knew he had. And he can't relive that. Every killer is trying to relive their first kill. You mm-hmm. know? 
the first time they cross it, but every time the high is less, you know, you can't mm -hmm. get the feeling back. Which, of course, means that this song could be about a million other things. It could be about a relationship. It could be about drug addiction. It could be about being an artist. But I really do think the narrative of, like, we're in the inner mind of a, of a murderer, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was what I was in the middle of saying I was going to read before you come out. So we did it. Um, so next is the idea of you. After this little so the lyrics kind of reptile thing. The lyrics list the phrase, are you still here? Which I don't, I don't hear. Yeah, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Grohl on the drum. Maybe that's why I don't like this song as much. Why's I've that? been because I don't like the way his drumming sounds. I yeah, think it, yeah. it's very specific, and it just reminds me of music I don't like. It so is. even when it's in music, I do like. Dave oh, Grohl does drum a lot like Dave Grohl. Yeah, I mean he. He drums identically to Dave Grohl. This is also a very like ruinerish song. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this I don't even need to explain how this fits into my theory, right? This is some good ass shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, the killer slips into schizophrenia. You know, he's, he's talking to himself. He's trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Well, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't put a label like schizophrenia on it, but I would say it's some kind of, like, mania. So. Right. He's expressing a symptom of schizophrenia. Right. So there's a bunch of different voices happening at once. Like you've mm -hmm. got whispering to himself, and then he's got like this this denial, like this can't be happening, this isn't happening, none of this is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, repeated over and over. Which, yeah, he's, he's like totally divorced from reality. Mm -hmm. And then there's, I guess, like a dog or something going, hey, hey! <laughs> This sounds like a Trent Reznor dog. Hey! Paul Williams, are you there? It's like that does sound like. So <laughs> I know. It also sounds like it also sounds like a seal. I thought you meant a seal, like. Anyway. Oh yeah, this weird little. They had to give. They had to give uh, Dave Grohl. It's in his contract. He's got to get a couple of fills. Even if it doesn't enhance the song. I, do, I enjoy the song a lot, but I also agree that Grohl adds a note. He, like, he has a really controlling... Like, you can't listen to a song with Dave Grohl in it and not acknowledge the Grohlitude. Yeah. It's not... It's like it's like garlic or something. You put a little bit in, and then it changes the whole dish. Yeah. Know? And I love garlic. Yeah. Oh, um... Uh, the last lines, too... Are hey, can you hear it gets so lonely in here? Mm. 
Well, the ones I picked out is like he says, he w this is part of his whisper monologue. If I start to tell you anything, please don't pay attention. That's not really me in there. I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Just go back to the idea of me. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the killer talking to himself or even darker, talking to his victim. I think talk just to like the community, just like, or hey, maybe, like it's not me. I didn't. I wouldn't. Don't. Yeah. You know. Or he's denying it to like his friends and family. Exactly. Or or he's already caught and confessing. All right, and here's the last song. That's it. We're done. Burning bright, field <sighs> on fire, which is the song that released first, and it was just um, incredible. What a rush, dude! This whole album is just like a hit of pure Resner crack. Yeah. It's interesting that there's the, like, I get faint traces of a crowd in the background every once in a while, which is very reminiscent of right where it belongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't look up the lyrics right where it belongs, so I don't know how that would play into anything. Um, but you, there is a line, and, and tell yourself, you know, you're not really what you know you are, you know? And it reminds me of the... Don't you fucking know what you are? Fine. Whoa, totally. Know what you are, I guess, is what that song is called. That is <laughs> On oh, with a teeth hook. <laughs> oh, with a teeth hook. Yeah. Oh, wait. I had oh, I had other riffs. Damn it. For what? Uh, can we go back and listen to She's Gone Away again? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's really good. It is really good. Maybe after this. Okay. So I think uh, musically, one of the, the biggest changes on this album that I enjoyed is Trent is using his voice as an instrument a lot mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So instead of being committed to like rhyming phrases of A, B, A, B, or whatever he normally does, yeah. um, talking about hands and knees, <laughs> feeding, or I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Lies. Anyway. He actually, he does like phrases that are kind of, dis that, that are disconnected. And sort of like just for the sound of it, or like when he's doing this howl, yeah, he does a lot of howls. He does a lot of screams. He he really uses his voice for his voice, yeah, which like is great because he's a good singer. He's a great singer. Yeah. And the chorus is, "I am forgiven. I am free. I am a field on fire," which sounds like a really empowering message. But the rest of the lyrics are so fucked. Mm -hmm. Um. He might be talking about a relapse. He's saying, oh, my God, I've missed you. It's been so long. I'm stronger than I've ever been in my decline. Decline. Maybe he's just talking about playing music that sounds like he used to play. Yeah, Maybe it's super this, simple. Yeah, this one is, like, a little bit more diluted, but I think if you... If you put your mind to it, you can fit this in my serial killer theory. Yeah. Because um, he's saying it's like uh, he's destroying his old identity and he's getting reborn. Well, also, uh, at the 
at the bottom of the song, he says, like an exit, like an end. And in Mr. Self-Destruct, he whispers, I am an exit. So, yeah, he says he's going back to what he knew he always was, what he really is. Look at this pathetic place I made with little bits of sticks and hair. Again, I love nouns in a nice male song. Nouns. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, basically his old identity is washed away and he's emerged fully formed into this new thing. But, so, I mean, I didn't get into this totally in the idea of you, but, like, so the protagonist who originally was thinking about killing himself then thinking about killing other people like yeah. he chased this whole fantasy of him being this like super destructive like force of of evil and death uh but then like was did it all happen or was it all just fantasy oh. so it's like the protagonist is waking himself up breaking through the surface and breathing uh, and he's like waking up from this vicious dream he's having uh-huh. and then he draws on this unexplored part of himself this new darkness that he's discovered but perhaps mastered in his journey and draws upon it for inspiration and strength Hmm. interesting i don't know that's that's how i made sense of it and it it was really satisfying to go on that journey you know yeah but yeah also it's like perhaps he's just evil unleashed because he's a field on fire he's free forgiven he forgives himself maybe yeah you can't tell if he's dreaming anymore is another line that... Oh, yeah. I think it's coming up right here. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So what this called the mind for me is like um, True Detective season one, episode one, the first scene of the series. Do you remember what it is? Is it where they go out into the... It's actually, it's weird. It, I had to watch True Detective like probably three times to even notice the first scene. It's okay. a field It's a field on fire. Yeah. It's just like a bayou swamp that's just burning. Because I guess like the killer, after he left like this clue, you know, this, this corpse, he set everything on fire and then mm-hmm. ran for it. So that's like the first scene you're actually seeing the killer and ah, a field on fire. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I have one more thing. Please. We'll go back to She's Gone to do your bits because we have plenty of time. Lord knows. We've only like scratched half an hour. Um, I found this YouTube video, which is now like my favorite thing. I think YouTube is used to me researching uh, my new episode, Realize, Realize, Real Lies. Uh, that it immediately gave me a satanic message in Nine Inch Nails' Burning Bright Field on Fire song played backwards. So would you like to hear that song back, Matt? Are you shitting me? <laughs> no. All right. All right. Let's see some satanic messages. Real quick, Field on Fire features, features Dave Navarro, guitarist for James, James Addiction. James Addiction. Cool. I didn't know that. So this is, is it backwards. <laughs> Um, I guess we could just talk a little bit until something happens. What is he saying? Do you hear anything? Whoa. Not ready for that. I think he was trying to tell us that our favorite gum is coming back. 
So it's saying, get away, leave me alone, apparently. Yeah, I mean, like any satanic message, it takes the right ears to hear it. Yeah. I'll put a link up. There, there is a link on the blog if you want to watch along. And then I hear if you put on the wall. What? At Dark Side of the Rainbow? I don't know. Dark Side of the Moon, it lines up with uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah I got everybody it. Everybody knows totally that. Totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> Dark Side of the Rainbow. <laughs> That's what they call it. That's what they call it. Wouldn't they go, it be like Light Side of the Rainbow? Or li- it's Dark Side of the Moon? Well, it's Dark Side of the Moon and then Over the Rainbow. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Wow, this just says Get Away, Leave Me Alone a whole bunch. I love what? that. What? He said, I sniffed a snail? <laughs> I sniffed a snail. I saved my suffered snoo? I don't know. I saved myself for you. Oh, that does sound, that does, yeah. <laughs> he was a virgin. Really? That's why he killed her. Airplane crashing? I don't... I guess it sounded wow, like a that's crash. That, I guess, maybe. Everything just sounds like the Beatles backmasking to me because it was like the original one I had to listen to a whole bunch. All is dead, man. Museum, museum, museum. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Is that your... I do have an impression. Um, so... Let me see where it is. <laughs> cool, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can you play the forwards? I need to hear it forwards because this is fucking with my head. Well, hold on. Let me see if there's anything good. Oh, oh Lucifer. Totally. Oh, wow. So the text said I'll leave the rest for you to decide what the song's message is but I was trying to hear like I'll leave the rest yeah it kind of does sound like that I'll wow which also is Turn perfect on, dead man. it's perfect for him to be featured in Twin Peaks if he's backmasking because it's like yeah where from the first thing a pretty song yeah there's always music in the air my father killed me spoilers shut up <laughs> is that did they do that is that uh, what she says yeah but oh. you never actually hear her say well do you say, I, think I you don't know that. spoiler alert um, I mean if you haven't seen it by now I mean what the fuck <laughs> it's been 25 years yeah at least watch the like season 2 episode 5 16 that's where we are oh no I mean yeah. oh where that happens yeah, yeah five. and then you can the pretty rest much you can pretty yeah. much You get to see the origin story of Dana Scully's dad, which is great. (laughs) The Major. Well, at least we got one Satan. Okay. Do you need burning bright field on fire again? Sure. I mean, there's, there's a couple important notes I wanted to hit, which is I think this song features the first instance of the phrase motherfucker in Trent Reznor's Over. Really? And it's wow. over. Right? Because he says fuck. Mm-hmm. He does not say motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And he says it like twice in this song. As if once wasn't enough. 
But yeah, when he's doing his, his rambling lecture, I am stronger than I've ever been in my decline. He sounded a little bit to me like Jello Biafra. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess the closest he comes to saying motherfucker is... No, never mind. That's Starfucker. He says ass kisser. I thought he was going to say something ass else. Ass kisser. I don't know. I didn't think he was going to say ass fucker, so I don't know what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah, he sounds a little bit like Jello Biafra. <clears throat> I don't... I don't know. Uh, oh, burn, motherfucker! Carry the carcass and throw it on! He, he sounds a little bit like a punk rock clown. D- J- Dead Kennedys? No? I, no, sorry. It's a holiday in Cambodia! I don't know. <laughs> All right, forget okay. it. It's basically just radio trash voice. <laughs> You're listening to Crazy Ira and the Douche. Yeah. Dog shit and weed in the morning. <laughs> my doing, sister's. Just doing my warm ups. That's my sister's radio. This is the skeevy beach. Ew, I hate it. Skeevy oh. beach. All right, all right, all right. Um, what Im- was your other? Impression. What was your other one? We're going to need. Uh, she's gone away. Okay. Get, I need to get the screaming part. <laughs> Man, Trent sounds so angsty in this song. How much angsty? He sounds like Jared Leto getting rejected at an audition. Right now, it should be going. I know, I don't know why. <laughs> we <weren't ready. laughs> it wasn't even there yet. I don't know why he started. <laughs> we can do it again. <laughs> no? Well, it's recorded on a separate track. <laughs> yep. Well, fortunately, I have another take. Man, Trent Reznor is so <laughs> angsty in this song. How much angsty? He sounds like Steven Tyler on Quaaludes, stubbing his toe. Oh, Jesus. What? Yeah. I was almost going to go into Sweet Child of Mine, but that's not Steven uh, Tyler. That is not Steven Tyler. Who, ca- who cares, though? That's equally, Honestly? It's equally Honestly. bad music. Yeah, like if, if Guns N' Roses was playing and Steven Tyler showed up to cover, like, no one would give a fuck. No one would give a fuck. Who even cares? It's all bad. Do you know Axl Rose? Like, they're on tour and he's... He's so old. He's just in. A, he's in a folding chair the entire time. Like that's <laughs> on stage. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> he, he calls it. He calls it his throne. Oh. It's better to burn out. Trent, fucking Kurt was right. <laughs> it is better to burn out. Oh yeah. Just like this show. Uh, shut up. Hole has a lyric. It's better to burn out than fade away. Really? So did Kurt steal that from Courtney? (laughs) Oh, wait. Kurt Cobain. I thought you were quoting, like, Kurt Vonnegut or something. (laughs) Uh, No. I was quoting one of the seminal works of our generation, the suicide note of Kurt Cobain. Ooh. Okay, so... What the fuck? Yeah, it's better to burn out than fade away. If you can pull up a video of a baby crying in slow motion, <sighs> you will oh, see what I'm talking about. Okay, so it's in the song Reasons to be Beautiful. Let me just make sure. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, it's better to burn out than fade away. Uh, oh. Maybe this was written in response to his suicide note. Okay. Oh yeah, baby crying. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's, so there's a specific video I'm thinking of, which is um, so there's a dog popping bubbles, God. and then there's a baby laughing his, just laughing the way only an infant can laugh. That's not crying. Time. Well, no, but in slow motion, there's like no difference. Right, so dog pop bubbles baby slow motion. I think I see. It. What does the baby look like? Um, Boy or girl? Like a baby? I don't know. Girl, I think. A little blonde, chubby baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. Uh. Why are you making me do this? Did I tell oh, you or did I tell you? Jesus fucking Christ. It sounds like a wheezing, toothless old man. Yeah. Or a crazy witch. Yeah. But that's not even the one I was looking for. I know, there's so many similarities. That was a dog no, popping bubbles. There's, there's so many similarities, but it's a different video. <laughs> Whoa. Baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> it comes all the way from the diaphragm. That's what it is. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. It's like primal scream therapy, you know. <laughs> wait, wait for it though. Once the dog jumps into the couch. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. Here There's one more. That's it. That's the nut right there. <laughs> Let's just hear the original one. Because I like this baby. Yeah, this is one of those things like... If I, if I was on a desert island, I could only bring like one meme video, this might be it. <laughs> Alright, the good laugh is coming up. <laughs> yeah, that was it. What you're not getting, listener, if we decide to include this in the episode, is... <laughs> it's included. The baby's fascinated, like, gaze. Every time new bubbles are blown, yeah. the baby's just, like, in... Like, the baby, in a trance. Yeah. She, it, the baby is the bubbles. Oliver was just staring intently at the wall for a would minute. You, would you pop bubbles, Oliver, to entertain a child? No, I don't think he would. I don't think Bean gives a fuck. Would you do a funny... He does it funny all the time. He had a he potato a chip bag funny. on his head one time. Would you stop? And he got scared and started backing up. And then he fell off the fucking table with the potato chip bag. <laughs> it wasn't fucking funny. He I, fell. It was about the... He was probably scared. I know. My first reaction was like concern and compassion and And then love. you laughed 
for like 10 I laughed harder than I laughed minutes. at anything in my entire life. It was, <laughs> I hate you. Fun. I still hate you. Just like him suspended in the air with the bag <laughs> still you. on his little head. I think he's rebelling. He's trying to take the kid oh, and put Oh, it come there. on. Aw. 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 <laughs> I so stopped him. Get his opinion. What does he have to say? He's put just it, cross with me. Put the mic in his face. What does he have to say? Nothing. Give him a treat. Get the treats. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. Come over here, Bean. Oops. <laughs> Alright, well that was that. So, we've now covered every major release Nine Inch Nails has ever put out. Yeah, the only thing that's left is the Fragile Deviations. And we've we've had some back and forth about this. The, he, Trent Reznor apparently scored a documentary called Before the Flood. <sighs> I think that what we need to do is just have a MISC episode, because we also have to do his cover of Zoo Station, I think, still. Right. Um, There's odds and ends. There are odds and ends, and mm -hmm. we will find them. There's and if you can think of an odd or an end uh you should let us know on facebook at try and talk pod we could do we could just do broken movie again that was probably my favorite thing we ever did like on the podcast again uh, we could just watch it whenever. we could just uh, we could also just put it in our eyeballs we don't yeah i think i'm good on that some of those images i think i'm good on like forever bean please don't stand on the fucking mixing board Cat. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at at Trent Talk Pod. Uh huh. And on Facebook at Trent Talk Pod. You can find me on Twitter at at Shia Carey, C H E Y A C A R Y. And you can find me at Claire Wolf, C L A R E E E W O L F. And you can find more episodes at calicopodcasts.com slash Trent Talk Pod. And I have a new conspiracy theory show called Real Eyes, Real Lies, Real Lies. And in our first episode, we talked about Katy Perry being Illuminati, MK Ultra, like beta sex kitten. It's all jokes, okay, people? Like, come on. Um, but also, we talked about how the Beatles are definitely satanic and not just John Lennon being an edgelord. And also about how I'm pretty sure Paul McCartney was dead and then replaced with a clone. It's jokes, though. Not that one. I believe that's in that no, one. That's no jokes. I believe in that one. Um, and we do a lot of like backmasking. I spent like 12 hours editing this episode. Please listen to it. And the next one, not literally 12, but probably literally six. Um, and the next one is called, it's, it's about David Bowie and the occult and him being obsessed with aliens. And, and a hollow earth, I think. Oh, Oh, um, we yeah, we talked about that a little bit, but it has and to do with the And 12-year-old girls. 15. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that, yeah, Lenny, what's her name? Uh, Lori Maddox? I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I feel like... It's a really thorny issue. My, I, yeah. That just, that gets into thorny, problematic waters that I don't want to touch. Um, but we talked about... You uh, know, you said problematic, <laughs> and I know you said problematic. You know what I heard, though? Pop-o-matic. pop, -matic. pop -matic. <laughs> Yeah, sorry with the pop -matic. Okay, go on. Uh, it's about David Bowie. Oh, uh, there's a bunch of conspiracy... Uh, Nibiru? Yeah, so... Nibiru who? <laughs> you, Nibiru, I it's barely the, met It's her. the 10th planet that's in a really uh, long orbit that's going to come back. Ninth, because Pluto's not a planet. <sighs> it 
is in a different orbit and if it's going to bl- collide if you're gonna with believe, Earth. If you're going to believe never a straight answer, <laughs> NASA. Shut up. Don't you start, globe head. Don't start shit talking on NASA. You globe gobbler. Yeah, we just did. We're in a conspiracy group on Facebook that's really cool, and we just talked about uh, Flat Earth. It's probably the dumbest thing you could believe. It's the worst conspiracy theory because it's the easiest to prove wrong and people just don't care. Yeah, like, hey guys, gravity. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, time zones. Uh, hey guys, the moon. Hey guys, you can fly east and west and get to Asia. <laughs> yeah. Explain that, please. Explain that. Explain that. So uh, yeah, so go to calicopodcasts.com slash realizepod or Facebook dot com slash re- uh, slash at reali- realize pod and we'll put realize into your realize and you'll realize them and we wear tinfoil hats and it's fun so let's do it join the party claire and i also have another show high crimes which we just released our second episode our yeah. long-awaited second episode and we're cooking up a third gonna get that out to you real soon yeah. please look that up on calico podcast high crime it's like it's like drunk history but we get high and talk about crimes and it goes better than history. you think uh <laughs> Does it? Sometimes. You be the judge. <laughs> it goes better than you think when we can do one episode in one take. True. Also, we have a live show here in the LA area. Come to Hape Whoopie Cat at Theater of Note. Our next one is this Sunday, and then the next one. If after you're that. listening to this and you live in LA, you have no excuse not to go to Hey Whoopie Cat in Hollywood at the Theater of Note. And like, high five us and go to calicopodcasts.com/events, and you can see all the events that we have coming up. And that is fucking all of that she wrote, right? Nine inch. Oh, wait. Go on to Apple Podcasts. Boy. The artist formerly known as iTunes. And rate, review, and subscribe, please. Uh, yeah, that's it. For real. Nine inch. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.